Hey guys, welcome back. BDC here here. We're back with season 10, episode 2 of our weekly Q&A like video slash podcast. Uh, you're probably on YouTube, but you can also check us out on a lot of the podcasting platforms by checking out the links in the description. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got like a couple of housekeeping things, I guess, like right up at the front, which is we are in different places again. So our audio might be uh, slightly different. A little funky. From- from what you're used to a little funky uh hopefully better than uh i was gonna say last week but i guess it's two weeks ago now oh with scopos um, yeah. yeah uh and our upload schedule might also be like a little bit wonky in the next little bit uh it's a pretty busy time and so we'll we'll do our best but there's there's no promises <laughs> it's it'll be as often right. as uh we can make it happen which might be less often than uh, the schedule that you're it used has to been in the past right yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. less often than you're used to yeah um i was saying there was a, you've been spoiled by our previous schedule but i don't know that they were actually spoiled <laughs> by our content yeah, i don't i don't know i don't know if that's fair to say yeah um yeah so the, all right so the couple of things i wanted to mention all right so what's interesting to me we were having discussion earlier and i know it's not exactly that we're coming from it from completely different areas there was that whole thing about a science fiction book novella really it's like a short book it's mm-hmm. one in the past novellas did not have a big market so it was very hard i think for authors to sell books that weren't novel length at least in the last yeah. 20 30 years so this is a novella it's relatively uh short for a book it critically and um i want what's the other word for popularly it was well received it's called this is how you lose a time war and a lot of people who are listening to this might have heard about it. What's interesting to me is how you heard about it, which is from the perspective where it sort of went viral. And I heard about it because I actually follow one of the authors. It's written by two authors. Um, I think Max Gladstone and the one that I follow is Amar. Um, oh, I don't remember uh, their last name. Uh, El Moltar? Anyways, um, so that the, the idea of it was that there's some fan account of Trigun, an anime, who really enjoyed it, told their followers, hey, just read this. Don't don't look it up. Don't read the back. Don't, you know, spoil it for yourself. Just get it, read it. You do me this favor, okay? And it totally exploded. And you were explaining mm-hmm. to me how it ha- like how you engaged with it and what you saw about what was happening. You want to tell me about that? Yeah, I mean like I just saw the the tweet on Twitter and you're kind of bearing the lead. Do you want to talk about why it's like funny okay so yeah this is why it's funny because the way i heard about it was that this is a book that's been around for a couple years so when i say it's well received it was well received a while ago and it was you know comfortably uh selling you know a few copies every once in a while and because of this one tweet that went viral the author was look at this and it went up to like the top seller in science fiction or whatever and then it crept up Mm -hmm. to number six in in books and it went to five and then four and then three and i think it peaked at number two in books sold on amazon wild and you're you're still missing the funny part what's the name of the tweeter oh and the the tweeter's name was bigolus dickless wolfhard yeah as um i guess a tribute to a character in trigon which i don't know but i think everybody knows now (laughs) yeah um and and so like I, i think I just saw it sort of because you saw it from you specifically follow the author and whatever. But I think the kind of whole 
point of why it was so surprising and why I saw it was that like the tweet managed to sort of like escape containment almost because you know this escape velocity. Had, yeah, this person had like fifteen thousand Twitter followers, which is like normally not enough to really show your tweet to much of anybody. It's not even enough to show your tweet to fifteen thousand people because there's no way that everybody. Um, who follows you is actively looking at your tweets right right um and like the main way that like somebody with like less followers gets their stuff seen is by like replying to like another post right uh Mm -hmm. in a way that has a lot of people sort of stop by and check it out but in this case i think what happened was it was like a good book that a lot of people liked so maybe you know twitter showed it to like a couple people who weren't in the following list um, who were just interested in the book, maybe had tweeted about the book for, for, or, you know, were for whatever reason sort of earmarked in the algorithm as being potentially interested in this. And because so many people really liked the book, you know, there were some like authors and some other people who started to interact with it and go, yeah, this is actually really good. Like I second this. And then because the dude had a ridiculous name, um, I think it sort of, there was like a little bit of like a implied joke to it. Uh, that made it just that little bit more entertaining. And for some reason, it hit that sort of critical mass where enough people outside of this dude's like small Twitter following were engaging with it, that it hit that sort of, yeah, that threshold where Twitter was like, oh, we can show this to like pretty much anybody, I guess. Uh, and then just showed it to way, way, way more people. And so that's how I ended up seeing it is it just like, I don't get like book tweets pretty much ever, I don't think on my Twitter. Uh, but I I saw it just on my Twitter feed and then I saw discourse about it and then so it was this this big thing and so it became sort of this huge free ad for the book because the entire sort of discussion was how is this getting shown to everybody and also this guy's name is silly but also you know this book is apparently really really good Mm -hmm. and so I think it sort of hit that threshold for virality twice which is like once on Twitter and then again on Amazon where it was getting recommended and it was creeping up and so then some people were like why is this old book so high up on the bestseller list and it made people want to sort of check it out and then because it actually is like a good book and it's won awards and whatever i think when people went over to it they were a lot more likely to go eh, yeah okay I'll, I'll check it out and so it kind of hit two viral um like cycles on right. different platforms and they they sort of signal boosted each other and it became this really huge thing it's a synergy like when we oh th- that was a cat it's a synergy like when with gears where individually mm-hmm. they may be pretty interesting, but together they have this synergistic effect. Yeah. And it's one of those like kind of impossible marketing things because it would be so great if you could do this, but I think it's basically not unrepeatable. Yeah. 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 It's like it doesn't make any it doesn't really make any sense. It just was like, you know, perfect a storm. Sort of perfect storm of things. Yeah. Yeah. What's uh, what's funny too is that at the recent Nebula Awards one of the announcers even mentioned them. They were giving a bit of a, a talk, and they mentioned if, mm-hmm. if only you know somebody could love us as much as Bigless, Dickless, something like that. Yeah. Like it was, they, they actually got name checked, which was kind of funny and cool. Yeah, well, people were joking about doing like the Amazon, how like um, some people have like this person like recommends or like editor's choice stickers. Yeah. Somebody was uh, people were joking about having like a Bigless, Dickless's choice sticker on the book. Yeah, and then specifically, I think like a Spanish publisher was joking that they were gonna have the the tweet like on the like almost the entire bottom half of the book i don't i don't see why not newest printing yeah it's it's like a 
it's a very weird artifact but i think it would I, it would honestly probably sell a couple more books the question is whether it would sell enough to make it uh justify a, a whole new printing of it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's totally yeah Oh, and the other thing actually that lately that uh, because we are actually are from se- at separate locations, I just want to get again place this in time. The last two weekends have been Hamilton weekends. Mm-hmm. One weekend ago, or sorry, two weekends ago, two Saturdays ago, mm. I, we 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 not you and me, but we um, went to the Hamilton the play, and mm. it was kind of a big deal because we'd originally planned going before the pandemic happened and it was canceled yeah. because of the pandemic. And mm-hmm. so we thought, well, we saw it on Disney. We don't need to see it again. So we just got a refund when they reopened instead of getting new tickets. Then they had a whole, they, they have this whole lottery thing and in even a Hamilton app. So you can enter the lottery and I've been mm-hmm. entering lottery and it always lost because it was supposed to be $20 tickets. So they yeah. had some sort of um, consolation prize. It was $49 tickets. That's pretty cool. And I joked before we went saying, I hope we don't get the $49 show. Guess what? We got the $49 show. Okay, so it wasn't very good. Well, it, listen, I'm sure the performances were great and what we could see was fine. The problem was, I think it was the sound mixing where the orchestra was so loud that the only reason I could follow what was happening was because I know all the songs. I know the soundtrack. I've listened to it a bunch. I know I've read some of the Hamilton. Yeah. And so the the problem was in, in our party, there were four of us. Three of us knew, were familiar with Hamilton. One was not. So they couldn't follow at all because they were maybe hearing half the words that were being sung. Oh, that's that's no good. So yeah, me, I mean, yeah, to me, it's like watching opera, but not actually understanding the language or having any of the background. Because I feel that way when I'm watching opera or I, the opera that I've seen is that I don't know what's going on. I can't follow it because the language is not, you know, and it's not obvious because they all stand there and they just sort of sing really loud without actually moving around. And there's no, you know what I mean? There's no, nothing to yeah. their, the, like dancing or anything that's supposed to show you what's happening. Like Hamilton, at least, you know, when they, sh- they shoot the gun, you hear the sound effect, you see the, the dancer almost like being the bullet, right? Or following the bullet with their hand in slow motion. I did not know that that happened. Oh, you didn't? So, no. Didn't no. you watch it on uh, Disney Plus? I think I maybe fell asleep for parts of okay, it. I don't go. know if I was fully tuned in for the whole thing. So then, then this Saturday just passed, we went and... S- the second Hamilton was we went to Hamilton, the city, and we went to see mm. Jimmy Carr, the, the co- comic. So yeah. I think some people are more familiar with him with his comedy specials where he just does a mm-hmm. stand-up routine. But I'm actually more familiar with him for the British game shows that he hosts. And he's pretty yeah. funny on those. So this, I think this was the encapsulation of exactly what was wrong with the show. So there were really funny moments, but the best mm. moments were when he was almost like ad-libbing or just interacting with the audience. And he was mm-hmm. sort of picking on people and having fun with people. And it was much mm-hmm. better than his regular material, which was like sort of one-liners, short jokes with setups, but they yeah. didn't always pay off properly. So Yeah, that's that's hard with that stuff. Yeah, so it's a, it was a bit bit of a mixed bag. But um that was my my last couple weekends. Okay. That's sounds like you've been been up to a lot. Yeah, too much almost. I feel tired. It was a late night. Hamilton mm. anyways yeah should, should we did you want to mention anything about what's been going on did you want to get to the questions uh I think maybe we can get to the questions okay. yeah that that probably feels better for our pace um yeah so the first question comes from Richard Granger and they ask 
Does anybody have any advice? I can't play the breakthrough or challenge modes. They simply do not appear for me. I've tried reinstalling, logging out and back in, updating all the Google Play services, messing with the aspect ratio. It shows up on my friend's phone, which is the same as mine, but not on my phone. Any help is appreciated. Yeah, these kind of questions are always difficult. I think I want to talk a little bit about sort of the general idea of troubleshooting is that because of the kinds of things that can go wrong, I think you need Mm -hmm. to be able to actually have device and account in hand to really do it properly without driving yourself nuts trying to figure out because you know when it's it's like the original reason we started this channel and doing the videos was because instructions something written out for something that's happening with the game is often really hard to follow and the written instructions often or the written descriptions often miss things that are there but you're just you've trained yourself not to notice them anymore because it's just all part of the process i yeah so i guess the first thing they they've already done is installing uh uninstalling reinstalling but the the one thing that I mean, we're talking about two different problems. And when you can't play breakthrough and you can't play challenge, the most common reason we we can't play challenge, which they haven't mentioned here, is that it doesn't show up. Yeah. Not that you click on it and it doesn't happen. So one, we don't know if that's which problem it is. And if challenge mode isn't working, the trigger often is that your calendar and or clock is out of sync with the server one hmm. for the time zone that you're in and the server hmm. that you're you're reaching. And then the easiest answer that sometimes works would be to fix your clock, fix your calendar, set it back to auto, um, whatever. How do, what, what's the setting in your phone that says that? You know, automatically... Like automatically set date and time or yeah, something yeah. like that. And then you uninstall and reinstall. And for most people that works. For some people it doesn't. But the problem, I guess, is that um, that that doesn't solve the breakthrough problem because that's unusual not to be able to play breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the other thing is showing up on my friend's phone, that's too imprecise. Is it that it shows up on your friend's phone on their game in their account? Or is it shows up on their friend's phone in their own account, but they haven't tried logging into your account on their phone? Yeah, because that would be the next step is if you could convince your friend to log in right. on your account on their phone and see if the same thing happens and that's really the i think one of the only ways the fact that your friend actually has the same model phone lets you test it better than you normally could uh because it lets you sort of test almost every other variable right because then you know whether it's something with your account or something with your device whether that's like hardware or settings or something yeah 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 but unfortunately do we have any specific advice no i think part other than the date and time no, no, I, I don't think so. I mean, it's not... Sometimes I, people get attached to accounts and the it's totally valid, right? For the time that you put in where you've invested time, even if you've not invested money, so they're, they're mm-hmm. reluctant to give it up. Sometimes you haven't gotten far enough. It's probably better to just ditch that account and start over again. I mean, the perfect example of that was Scopos, right? Where I think uh, when, when Scopos... Uh, had to had was forced to start a new account yeah that they um actually built up a pretty decent following with the Mm -hmm. starting from scratch kind of videos to show them uh their progress from the beginning that's true but i imagine you have a lot less motivation if there's not a, a bunch of people watching that journey with you and you're you're taking it fully on your own that's true yeah 
So I, yeah. I think sometimes I, it's interesting and it's an interesting enough problem to me that I'm willing to, like, nobody took us up on it so far with the previous troubleshooting, but if you're willing to send us your um, login credentials, I'd be happy to check it out just to see, because that's what we used to do. I mean, it doesn't feel like that now, mm-hmm. but our channel used to be glitches, and when it was glitches, well, it's not that it's not glitches. It used to be that we'd be testing so many more glitches because there'd be so much going on that yeah. we would have lots of things where we were just playing around with it and yeah. sort of messing around with stuff to figure out like exactly this, right? Well, what would change? What about on a different phone? What about on a different account? What about, and we would test things to figure out where the glitch was happening. And we'd still be doing that if we could. The problem is that there used to be a lot more new stuff to actually talk about right. and mess around with. Right, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so maybe we'll we'll hop over to the next one. Sure. Uh, this one comes from uh, Mela Parlak, and they say, can you play Grotopia? So good game Injustice is trash. <laughs> so I don't... I assume you have something specific you want to say about no, this. I, because I'm not... I, I, no? I think it's it, it's funny to me that... So there's different ways I can take this, right? And I think mm-hmm. the most accurate one is that people appreciate our facility and our... I, I, I was going to say expertise, but expertise implies like expert, right? And I think we're good at it. I don't know that we're necessarily experts because there's a lot of characters that don't play much. There's a lot of gears that I haven't used in a long time because I prefer the ones I've played around with them enough that I know what works for us. Yeah. So they they probably want our, let's, I'll just use it. They want our expertise. What they probably okay. don't want is our, um, I, I don't think we're personality driven this way some channels are, right? Like we don't, yeah manifest any kind of i don't know quirky characters or roles or you know what i mean like how some people can almost like turn themselves on in a way but in a way that's not themselves yeah like i mean people don't don't watch this or listen to this because they think wow they're funny guys they're interesting characters what's going to happen next um Mm -hmm. so it's funny to me that what they think is that can happen is so there's a game that they play already, which we don't. And mm-hmm. that they want us to start playing it so that they, we can share our expertise with them, which we don't have. I, I just think that's well, funny. I mean, I don't even know if this person is asking for us to share expertise. I think that's maybe a leap in logic. They're just like, you know, they found us at some point. They're watching us and they're like, I'm not that interested in Injustice anymore, which I think is the experience that probably most people who have ever played the game Injustice have had. Um, and like, I am interested in this game right now and still. And so maybe just do that. Make make something that I and honestly probably would be more interesting to more people potentially. I'm sure, you know, if they're suggesting this, uh, there's like a decent number of people playing this game, although I could be wrong about that too. But it belies the nature of what is potentially enjoyable about this, right? I think, so look, look it, would it be, because there, I think there are Injustice channels where they, or there used to be Injustice channels where they would just have gameplay and it wouldn't necessarily be any good in the strategy, which would not necessarily be any good. 
mm-hmm. and their accounts, which would not be very well stocked or populated. So yeah. it's interesting to me, though. Like, there's, there's, I mean, maybe I'm making the wrong conclusion or reaching the wrong conclusion, but what do people get from this channel? It is informational. I think there's not, or, or, I don't know that we're necessarily that entertaining. Like the gameplay videos, I mean, it used to be the gameplay videos would get some some views, but in the last few times, the gameplay videos end up, you know, generating as much interest as, say, our Q&A, which is much lower than our updates. So our updates once a week is mm-hmm. strictly informational. Yeah. And the information is not just the updates, right? I think the feedback I'm getting is that the what what people are appreciating is the um, the opinions about how characters, you know, the challenge character can be effective, what combination, what their shortcomings are, and so I just like I said, I think it's interesting to me that somebody who's already playing a game that we don't play would like us to switch from the game that we do play where we actually have expertise to something where we don't. And I think that would sort of eliminate, I don't know if they understand this or not, but that would eliminate all the value <laughs> of the output that we've got because we just don't, I, I, unless you're playing Grotopia. You're not playing Grotopia. Um, I am I am not. I'm not playing much of anything. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I've been reading though. Oh, um, yeah. I, I do want to point out uh, a couple books that I've read recently. Um, yeah, go ahead. Babel by Rebecca Kwong was I think you've already really mentioned good. that one. Okay. Um, there was, what did I read just last week? Oh, um, Crying uh, in the H-Mart. Crying in H-Mart? Crying at H-Mart. Something like that. It's um, it's a memoir. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the author is uh, a band, uh, is in a band, founded a band that's pretty popular. Okay. And it's a story. You said band, and I thought it was a very different. Oh, um, is and it's a it's a memoir about the relationship she had with her mom who passed away, and Mm. how she's reconnecting to her through food. And it is so good. There was okay. Um, so it's obviously there's going to be some tragedy involved when we're talking about you know somebody really close to you passing, but there are those moments of it feels really honest and there are those sort of absurd moments that happen in real life too, but that are, it's hard to sort of communicate the sense of why it's so absurd. And there's this really great moment where um, the author's talking about how when her mom believed that there were certain dreams that were lucky. So if you dreamed about Mm -hmm. a politician, if you dreamed about um, pigs, but the best dream is when you dream about poop and especially when it involves touching it so that when she's driving yeah no exactly when she's driving they're driving into um into school and yeah the mom says hold on i gotta stop at 7-eleven and she buys a lottery Mm -hmm. ticket and later Mm -hmm. on the mom explains well i can't tell you that because if i tell you why i'm buying a lottery ticket that spoils it and the the turnaround the the punchline is when um the writer has a dream Mm -hmm. And as they're driving close to it, say, hey, mom, we got to stop at the 7-Eleven. I can't tell you why. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's is. very funny. So it's got those moments where, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good, um, it's a pretty fun book. I mean, concerning the subject matter, and it's really yeah. compelling in a way that I haven't read in a while. I'm, I'm a sucker for good memoirs. And this one was 
easy to connect to. It's it's a from the perspective of somebody who's mixed race, where mom is Korean and dad is some kind of white. I can't even remember what kind of white dad is, but mm. it was okay. um, yeah, crying at H Mart. That's good. Yeah. Okay. That that sounds that sounds like a good uh, good read. I definitely won't check it out anytime soon, but maybe <laughs> one day. Uh, do we have more questions? Uh, we can do we can do maybe one more. Okay. Uh, pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, this next one comes from Billionaire Playboy, uh, and they say, "Hey, the Dawn of Justice pack is here for twenty bucks. Is that the only way to get it, or is it still available for gold?" Yeah. All right. So this question is from a long time ago. That pack is yeah. long gone. This would have been months mm-hmm. ago, I think. Um, yeah. But there's not a lot of packs for power credits anymore. I mean, if the question the, is... Yeah, the, the easy answer to the question is, if it's available for real money, it is no longer available for gold, right? I don't think there's any pack that flip-flops back and forth. Yeah, you're. I think you're right. I think you're right. I mean, of the packs mm-hmm. with multiple characters for power credits, we have had the survivor packs every once in a while. There's not a lot of different ones. Um, and they don't come around very often. None of the Dawn of Justice characters are in those survivor packs. Um, there mm-hmm. are, all right, so for not money, I guess if we're going to organize it by power credits, that's one thing. If you're going to organize it just by not money, not real money, you've got mm-hmm. the current ones for Nth Metal. Um, we haven't been able to test that the same way because we've seen that there's some behavior where for people who already have one copy, then a character mm-hmm. is available in certain packs. And if they don't have a copy, then they're never available. So it becomes hard to test because the permutations of the kind of accounts that we'd have to test. Yeah. Like we, it's easy to test an account with nothing in it. Mm-hmm. It's hard to and test. It's easy to test an account with everything in it. Right. So it's hard to know what's required and what works. So I don't know. It's um. actually, it's harder to test an account with everything in it because if you were to buy an account from a hacker to set up to test this, it's yeah. just way more expensive to have an account that has oh, everything in it to start with and then have a huge number like a of bunch. anthemetal credits in order to, to do that. The, I mean, the cost, both in time to make the video and do the pack opening and to have the setup to be able to do it is, is kind no, of No, that's a good point. That's kind of, yeah. Yeah. It's an empty account, easy. You just, some anthemetal credits, not a big deal. So there's mm-hmm. also the special challenge packs. Where, I mean, when they come up, we talk about them, but there's a 6.16% mm-hmm. chance of getting character instead of 2.86. So they don't add characters that aren't there, but they bump up the chance of getting a character from 2.86% to 6.16%, which is really diddly. And yeah. they're charging an extra 50,000 power credits for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those are kind of like the rotating packs that you actually can still get with... Uh... With credits, but I think pretty much everything that got converted over does not does not go the other way. Right, right. And yeah. that was it's been years. I, th- I feel like I've lost track of time. There's this we've been doing this so long, and it, this is part of the reason why I like to landmark some videos, like to just point out what we've been doing because it makes it easier to remember. But I still don't remember the point where they switched over, and mm-hmm. I, I think it was the point where these the, we hadn't had a a content update for a while. And then they switched to cash, which felt like a bit of a death knell at, at the time because it was their way of sort of saying, yeah, we need real money. We, you got to give us money. And it was people were hoping that that would be a sign that if people were buying stuff, yeah, that they would still keep on updating. But that has not been the case. Or you, you have to imagine because you don't we don't have a lot of insight into 
their sort of internal True. states. Oh, absolutely. It's all speculation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's the best guess. Uh, anyways, I think that probably is all the time that we have for today. Yeah, it was good talking uh, and seeing you again. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you did not set up your camera properly, so that only went one way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sorry. I, I think next time we'll, we'll figure something out. I, every time we start something new or change again, it's always a little bit disruptive. Yeah. So anyways, uh, I'd like to give a huge thank you to all of our lovely uh, supporters on Patreon. Uh, that would be a thanks to Corey Ashcraft on the last word level. Alexis M. on the Your Message Here tier, Michael DeVries, Irvin Ruiz, Hoshi127, and Drew Chapman, who are supporting us on the credited level. And then all of the names that you're seeing scrolling on your screen, either now or recently in the past, who have supported us at some point. Thank you so much for your support, and thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next time. Komoda! Komoda.